Unexpected item in bagging area. I'm sure we've all heard that sound before. But does it stop us shopping at our favourite supermarket? What about if we could harness the power of the self-checkout in the financial advice process? In this episode, we'll discuss how the concept of self-checkouts could boost your profitability by up to 99%. Welcome to The Effective Advisor, a podcast from Change Squared. I'm Ben Wright. Love them or hate them, self-checkouts are now an everyday part of going to the supermarket, and they're here to stay. Let me tell you why. When Tesco first introduced self-checkouts in supermarkets, it caused quite a stir. While the idea of scanning your own shopping was fun for some, in fact, I actually remember taking a trip with my dad to the nearest Tesco that had self-checkouts when they first came out so we could scan our own shopping. Yes, that's how geeky we were. However, at the time, a lot of people found it preposterous and cried out for a personal cashier service. Some people were furious as they had to call over a member of staff to help them find the right item on the screen, or indeed override an error message our old friend again, unexpected item in the bagging area. These people felt that the machines just didn't work. It even hit the national press with a call to boycott self-service checkouts and save the cashier's jobs. With all this uproar, why did the supermarkets persist? Well, it comes down to simple economics. On a traditional supermarket till, one operator can deal with one customer at a time. Whilst the self-checkouts kept kicking up errors which needed to be resolved, one operator could run around 15 self-checkout machines. That's a real financial saving of 14 staff members. As a supermarket owner, you've just instantly increased your effectiveness at the till by 93% and therefore boosted your profit. Now let's not forget the cost of the machines and setting up the infrastructure. However, the economics do work. How do we know? Well, fast forward a few years and pretty much everyone has now got used to self-checkouts. They're part of everyday life. At the supermarket, buying a magazine, or even checking into an airplane. You're more likely now to use a self-checkout than ever before. But has the introduction of self-checkouts stopped you shopping at your supermarket of choice? Chances are it probably hasn't because you still want the produce from that particular store. Now I'm conscious we've just talked a whole lot about supermarkets and you're probably wondering why on a podcast for financial advisors. But let me explain how the self-checkout principle can transform a financial advice business. Do you still sit with clients to complete a fact find? If so, you're the equivalent of a traditional till operator in a supermarket. Whilst accurate fact-finding is the foundation of good financial planning, an advisor's time is much better spent focusing on the client's goals, establishing their preferences, such as ethical or active-passive, and ensuring they really understand the important things like risk versus reward. An average initial meeting with a client takes around an hour and a half to gather all the information you need to provide advice. Now, I've recently heard advisors say that they get clients to complete some information before the initial meeting. Most of the time, this turns out to be an income expenditure breakdown, 
and I've actually seen photocopied pages of fact finds emailed to the client for them to print off, fill in and physically bring with them. This information then needs to be rekeyed into the back office system. Not productive. Some advisors have got the right idea by using the cheapest human resource for the job and they get an administrator to fill in the fact find with the client so that it's mostly complete by the time the advisor gets involved. This reminds me a bit of the Henry Ford quote. He famously once said, if I'd have asked people what they wanted, they'd have said a faster horse. In essence, this approach is doing things the old way, just more financially efficiently. Whilst there's no doubt this is more cost efficient than the advisor doing the fact find, it would be much more beneficial to use the self-checkout principle. Most back office systems now have a client portal included, where the client can log in and complete their own fact find. This is, in effect, a self-checkout in the financial advice process. Will the information be perfect? Possibly not. Will there be system errors? Maybe. But think about the self-checkouts in a supermarket. How many clients using the client portal could your administrator help in the time they spend with one completing the fact find together? I'd wager you'd get at least 15 fact finds completed via a client portal for every one hour of your administrator's time. What's more, research shows that when a client completes their own information on a client portal, it's normally much more accurate than what they tell you in the client meeting. According to IntelliFlow, on average, clients complete their fact find over three nights between 7 and 9 p.m. Now, I don't know about you, but I can imagine myself doing this with a glass of wine and the log burner in the background. Most probably because it's currently winter when I'm recording this podcast. But why three nights? Well, they go and find the right information rather than guessing. It's about £200. Turns into, it's £190.56. In financial planning, the quality of the data has a direct impact on the quality of the advice. So this has to be a good thing. And the best bit, this data goes straight into your back office system with no need for rekeying. You can also ask your clients to upload any statements or sign letters of authority to the portal so the whole process can get underway before the advisor has any work to do. Sounds great, right? But it will involve a change to your process, which not everyone will relish the idea of. So, is it worth taking the plunge and changing your process? Let's do some quick maths to find out. I believe the average hourly rate of a financial advisor at the time of recording is £150. An admin resource costs around £20 an hour. If we say that one hour of the initial meeting is spent collecting hard facts, the other 30 minutes is spent collecting soft facts and preferences, so will therefore still need to be completed by the advisor at some stage, regardless of how the hard facts have been collected. For today, it's the cost for that one hour of collecting hard facts that we're interested in. If the advisor gathers a hard facts in a meeting with the client, it's going to cost £150, the hourly rate. If you got your administrator to complete the hard facts with the client, this cost goes down to £30, which is their hourly rate. Now, if you get your clients to use a client portal with your admin to assist where necessary on the basis of one admin hour for every 15 fact finds completed, your cost for gathering the hard facts drops to £2. That's a whopping £148 cost save per fact find. Or to put it another way, you've reduced your cost for collecting hard facts by 98.7%.
but that's just for one fact find. How many full fact finds do you do a year? If it's 50, that's a saving of £7,400, all based on a small change in process. You can even use the same principle for annual reviews. It's only an update to a fact find, so let's say it's a 30 minute time save per case, but if you've got 150 reviews a year, that's a saving of around £11,100. Combined, that's a total cost saving of £18,500. Just by changing your process to use a tool you most probably already got as part of your back office system. As a last word on cost savings, if you are thinking about selling your business in the future, its profitability will have a massive bearing on the price you get. As a rough estimate, an average business will have an eight times EBITDA price. EBITDA is earnings before interest, tax, depreciation and amortization, basically profit. For every one pound you increase your profitability, you'll get eight pounds more in the sale price. Based on our example today of 150 annual reviews and 50 new clients a year, your payout just increased by a staggering 148,000 pounds. Now with any sale, there'll be a variety of factors that affect the price. However, this example shows the impact using a client portal can have. Interested, but worried that your clients will be prepared to use a client portal? Well, don't be. A report from M&G earlier this year showed that 77% of people who are 75 plus are happy engaging digitally. For baby boomers, this rises to 83%, and for Generation X, it's 91%. With all this evidence, the only thing that's stopping you is you. If you'd like to learn more about our own biases and how they can hold us back, check out our last podcast on confirmation bias. So, what are you waiting for? Get your client portal up and running, sit back and think what you're going to do with your extra time and profit. If you love the idea but aren't sure where to start, get in touch at www.changesquared.com. We'd love to have a free, confidential chat about your business and how we can help make you the effective advisor. As always, thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.